another week of July and of this crazy 2020. I hope you all had a wonderful week. Um, and I'm glad that you all made it to Friday because now we get to chat for the next 30 or so minutes. You can probably already tell that by my tone, uh, we are off onto a more um, energetic, brighter tone pace of things already compared to last week's episode where we had just gotten the news about potential ways that our districts were going back and how we were kind of processing those and feeling out our emotions, um, the concerns about our well-being and our families that we come home to, but also the well-being of our kiddos and their families. So it's kind of like a tug of war of emotions. But this week, we are flipping the switch, okay, guys? We acknowledge those emotions. We acknowledge that, you know, process of thinking through things. And now we're going to put a positive twist on things because before you know it, we're going to be back, whether that be virtually, in person, or blended. And we need to have our batteries recharged. We need to have our self-care go-tos in place now so that when we get to our new normal of teaching, we can easily grab those self-care tools and get us back on track because we can't benefit anybody else if we are not in our top-notch shape, whether that's mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. We need to take care of ourselves before we can help others. Okay. Absolutely. Our profession is a very giving profession. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's sometimes hard for us to recognize the importance of going, well, how can we give ourselves time? We can't, we need to be doing this and this and this, but seriously, once you have those moments, that's a big cue for you go, okay, I need to do something for me real quick. So today, Miriam and I are going to be kind of talking about some self-care tips that we've started doing in our lives that we've seemed to help. I know that we have others that we've seen others doing, and so we're going to share those with you, and you might walk away with a new tip, or maybe you go, you know what, guys, I have the award-winning way to take care of yourself, and if you have that, you're going to find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you're going to email us at teachtogrowpodcast at gmail.com, and you are going to send us that tip, because we want to know, especially if it's award-winning, like, kudos to you, girlfriend, like, <laughs> Dang, like I want to be there someday, but not that quite there yet. Absolutely. And you know, like Meredith said, we are in we are in a profession where we're always giving. We're always taking care of other people. We're always, you know, worried about others. And it's honestly, even though we're in the building eight to nine, maybe ten hours a day at five days a week, we're always thinking about our kids. We're always thinking about what we have to turn in. We always think about lesson plans. We're always thinking about how to be more engaging, how to be more, how to be more exciting. And this year we're thinking about how to keep everything clean. So you all, you're always, your mind is always on. You're always thinking about your kids. You're always thinking about others. And sometimes you need to think about yourself. That's not being selfish. That's not being self-centered. That's being, you know, taking care of yourself means you're willing, you're going to be able to take care of others. You can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself, whether that's, you know, taking an hour a day just to kind of like chill, do what you want to do, not worry about anybody else but yourself. Maybe it's just sitting down and watching a movie you never got to. Maybe it's, you know, having a conversation with a friend that you don't always get to have a conversation with. It's, it could be anything. But it's so important to think about what you need and how to take care of yourself because it's so 
like I don't think people understand how important it is to take care of yourself and how to you know avoid that teacher burnout that so many of us hit at some point and you know if you really think about it think about the times that you've hit a teacher burnout I think every single teacher has experienced that at some point and think about what led up to that burnout and I could actually if I was a betting woman I would definitely bet that at some that leading up to that burnout you weren't thinking about yourself at all you weren't you weren't taking care of yourself. You weren't taking time for yourself. You were just stressing about what's going, what's going, what's going on in school, what's going on with your kids, all of that, all of those things that come with the job. And um, especially this year where everything is new, day to day, things are going to change. Week to week, things are going to change. You know, while some of us may be going back to school, school could shut down right away. Uh, some of us will start virtually. None of us really know what that's going to look like. And there's just so many factors this, to this year. So really making sure you have time in your day for you is so incredibly important. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about and making sure that we're sharing our tips and tricks. Again, we're not perfect at it. It's a lot, you, you know, with teachers, you're, it's really, um, Thinking about others before yourself is typically the the mantra or the way to go. But I like to think about it like if you're on a plane, you know, it, when you're on a plane, people, the flight attendants, when they give you the whole safety spiel, they say, if the plane goes down, you put your stuff off, you put your oxygen mask on, your your floaty on everything on you put it on yourself first and then you you help others but you always put it on you put it on yourself first and that's so important because you can't save someone else if you're drowning so again it's so much easier said than done to think about yourself before others but doing it so that you know hey I can't take care of you if I'm not taken care of so I'm gonna go on a walk enjoy nature last some music I'm gonna go for um I'm gonna work out I'm gonna go even if it's just going and eating a pint of ice cream it's whatever you need to do to make yourself happy and re-energize yourself I was gonna say let's share like our top like five or six things that we do um with them does that sound okay absolutely so like um one thing that I started doing was that and this works if you have you're living with somebody you're still at home with your parents whatever my dad's a very quiet man but in that silence he teaches a lot and so we started going on walks like I mean that was like his go-to when I'd come home and he'd see the stress on my face or whatever he'd go okay let's go on a walk and we'd walk and it doesn't have to be very long some days it was 15 minutes other days it was an hour but in that time, he either let me vent, he guided me, or honestly, there were many times where we just walked in silence and just the movement. As I'm moving, I mean, this goes along with our kinesthetic learners, but as our, um, as we were moving, my mind was able to kind of free up some of that stress. Like, was the stress still there? Yes, it was. But like, I could better process what I needed to do or prioritize what needed to be done first. And Yes. So my mind and my body got moving and having somebody that wasn't an educator to bounce off those ideas 
put things into a little bit more of a perspective. You know, if something was wrong with a parent and I voiced my stress with it, my dad would come at it from the parent's side. And then he'd also come from the parent's side of a teacher. So he would serve for those two like sounding boards. So I recommend going on walks, especially if it's not too hot. When it's too hot, find your next self-care tool. Okay, Miriam, what's one of yours? Yeah, so recently what I have been doing is trying to establish a routine. I can't tell you how important it is to have a routine. I don't, even during school, even during like a school time, I think it's easier when we were back in school to have a routine just because, you know, you wake up in the morning, you get your coffee, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you make your bed, you, all those things. And I did have a routine during school, but I found myself out of school when, you know, during the summer or during breaks or even on the weekends, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of, my day was kind of dragging because I was just kind of winging it. I didn't know what what the next moment was going to do. So sometimes I'd just be lazy and I'd say, you know what, I'm I'm just going to sit here and watch TV or I'm just going to do, I'm just going to, you know, hang out and not do anything productive. And that kind of drowned me a little bit. And I found myself being burnt out when I was literally doing nothing. So, um, Having a routine is so important. A morning routine, a night routine, an in-between routine. So for example, my routine in the morning, I wake up. Right now, I'm kind, I'm trying to get myself in the routine of waking up at the same time every morning. Um, I'm still in the process of it. But typically, I wake up at like nine-ish every morning. That's the goal. And um, I, you know, get up. I do my, you know, moisturizing, face washing, brushing my teeth, all those things. And then I go into my, into my bedroom and I just play some music. I play some music that's, you know, sometimes it's Disney because Disney music makes me happy. Other times if I'm, I'm just listening to like classical music, maybe some Frank Sinatra, depending on my mood, but I'm always listening to music while I'm you know, putting on my face creams, my eye creams, my, you know, my lip stuff, all the things. Um, and then, you know, I'll make my bed, I'll get dressed. Even though during quarantine, I'm, if I'm staying home or any of those things, I still change out of my pajamas. I can't tell you how much of a difference just changing out of my pajamas did for me. If I stayed in my pajamas all day, which I tr- I did for a while, if I stayed in my pajamas all day, it was game over. I would do nothing except lay in bed, even after I made it. And so I change out of my pajamas, even if it's just wearing leggings and a tank top or leggings and a t-shirt or anything like that. It doesn't have to be fancy. If you want to get fancy and make yourself feel better, go for it. Um, but yeah, just changing out of my pajamas. Then I go and... Um, go to like my little office area that I've created for myself. And I just open my computer and see what I want to do for the day. Um, typically it's like a PD thing. Some, you know, we, me and Meredith have done um, virtual PDs together. Right now I'm looking at PDs that my district has given me about our new um, learning platform and all the things. And then typically at six o'clock I'm working out. And I work out every single day for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's an easy workout. Sometimes it's not so easy workout. You know, that I can um, just look up like a working workout video if you want to do something different, things like that. 
and then like my then have dinner with my family every every day um talk to my siblings you know talk about our days what we're doing even if it's a boring day and then I have a night routine as well where again I do what I gotta do I wash my face um change into my pajamas maybe take a shower if I need to take a shower things like that um but yeah having a routine is so incredibly important because if you don't have a routine your day kind of tends to get lost and um you really have to make sure that even if you're not doing something for work, even if you're not doing something like that others may say is productive, as long as you feel good about what you've done during the day, that's enough. But if you find yourself being like, oh, I didn't do anything today except binge watch a random show. Like I've found myself binge watching, binge watching a show that I've watched 500 other times. And I'm like, I'm not even being productive. So make sure that you have a routine, make sure that you stick with it. Even if, if one day you're like, no, I don't want to stick to my routine. I can't tell you how important it is and how much of a difference it makes difference. It makes, I also tend to, um, kind of reward myself for, you know, particularly for working out if working out can be somewhat hard for me. So, um, just getting the motivation to do it. So, but even though I've found that working out has really, really made me feel better, sometimes getting the motivation to actually get up and do it is a little bit difficult. So like I give myself like a tiny reward at the end of every day just to help me stay motivated. And sometimes that's, you know, eating a deep dish pizza or eating a burger (laughs) or, um, you know, getting to, um, you know, getting to play a game with my siblings, my brother, or something like that, just to be able to look forward to something at the end of every day for being productive, for being, um, for, you know, getting, getting things that maybe I didn't want to get done, getting them done. Um, and another thing that I have found is really important is, talking to talking to people you know sometimes when we're stressed out we tend to hold that stress in until we explode don't do that to yourself um if you have someone like i meredith had just mentioned that she um she talks to her dad who's a non-teacher and you know they bounce ideas off each other that's so important to have i know i mentioned in the first couple of episodes about having a teacher friend, a non-teacher friend, and a um, family member that you can always talk to. Maybe, and just to be able to, to share your thoughts with other people who maybe have different opinions, who maybe could give you different advice. But I know I talk to my sisters a lot. My sisters are like my best friends. So I talk to them a lot about things that maybe they have different opinions of. They have different advice. Sometimes they'll tell me, you know, get over it. You're going to live. You, you're a tough person. You can, you can definitely get through anything you faced harder. Or sometimes they'll say, oh man, yeah, that really sucks. You know, like how can we help? And you need those. You need those people. You don't need someone who's going to, um, who's going to like kind of feed your anger or frustration or your stress. Sometimes you need someone to be like, listen, it sucks, but you'll, you'll get over it. So, 
and I think my sisters are like a good balance of that. I have system, one of my sisters who's very much like, oh man, yeah, that sucks. And like, we'll listen. And then I have another sister who kind of balances it out and just kind of gives me the blunt and honest truth. And you need those kind of people in your life who's going to be like the people who are going to really make you feel affirmed and, you know, validate what you're saying. But at the same time, you need to have someone who's going to kind of give you your rea- the reality of your situation and be like, life's full of tough, tough things. Like you got to get over it. Um, so talk it out. Don't let, don't let the stress of your day, the stress of your summer, the stress of anything hold you back from being productive, hold you back from being the best version of yourself or hold you back from taking care of yourself. Cause I know that when I'm bogged down with stress, I don't want to think about going on a walk. I don't want to think about going and taking a nice bubble bath. I don't want to think about, you know, doing anything that's not laying down and watching watching TV, you know, or going on social media and maybe even making things worse for myself. Um, On the topic of social media, if you need a social media break, take it. I know I needed a social media break recently where I just was, you know, different things were being thrown at me a lot. Like on Facebook, I would see sad stories of, you know, kids getting Corona, um, things going on, um, things going on in the Middle East where I'm from, things are, um, you know, family members are dying, people are being sick, people are, and then sometimes I would just not want to even though you should be educated and you should be up to date on what's going on in the world, sometimes if it's getting thrown at you constantly, you just, you feel like there's no escape from it. Um, and then on Instagram, I go and like, of course, it's a teacher gram for me. Like I see teachers, you know, worried about going into school saying I'm, I'm immunocompromised. I can't risk going into school. I have kids who are immunocompromised. I can't risk bringing it back home. I have, you know, things things going on in my life where I can't take care of my kids at home and be at school and all of those things. And I see people writing those on Instagram and seeing all the problems in the world and it, it really does bring you down. So if you need a social media break, take it. And I can't tell you how important it is and how much of a difference it makes when like I recently took like a small social media break where I was like, I'm not allowed to touch my phone for, for the rest of the day, or I'm not allowed to look at my feed for the next, you know, for the next couple hours. You know, I've in the past, I've taken weeks off of social media and like, I'm not allowed to, I am going to sign off of Instagram. I'm going to sign off of Facebook and I'm not going to touch them for a week or a month. So if you're feeling like your stress is coming from social media or you feel like there's other teachers doing things that you're not doing or you need to be like those other teachers, take a break. It's so, it's not, you're doing the best that you can and you're doing, you are enough. And the, and if you're not doing something another teacher's doing, that's okay. If you're not, um, if your classroom isn't Pinterest, Pinterest worthy, but is effective. That's amazing. If you, if you're seeing teachers who are capable of buying things that you're not capable of buying, 
but your classroom is still warm and inviting and wonderful, that's okay. It's so important to just say, I am enough and I am not, um, my worth is not based on what other people are doing. If that made any sense, you know, if, no, it does. if someone else is doing something that you're not doing, it doesn't make you less or lesser. It just means that they're capable of something that you may not be capable of at that moment. And that's okay. Um, so yeah, those were my couple of, I know I said a couple more, <laughs> um, of my little tips and tricks. And again, my tips and tricks aren't perfect. I'm still adjusting at times. And sometimes even though I say like yesterday, I planned to take a nice long bubble bath, but I ended up not needing it because after my workout, I was like, I just want to take a shower and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, so even just saying, I'm going to take this time for myself and just saying, I'm not going to listen to anybody else. I'm just going to take this specific time to do whatever I want. That's, that's also just, that's enough. Just make sure that you're taking care of yourself no matter what. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, all awesome tips. We have some similar ones. But um, I think my one big thing is that remember with self-care, like your day is so already regimented, especially when you're at school. So like Miriam was saying, be okay if it doesn't exactly work out the way you pictured it. I know I turned to – um. <laughs> I turn to food a lot to treat myself after school days. <laughs> yes. I have no shame about that. Did, no, my body change, did my body change just a little bit? It's fine. We will get through it. But I, um, I, yeah, I, my school, I drove by a QT, Jimmy John's, McDonald's, um, a jack-in-the-box so nothing healthy in that lineup there okay so um you know if I had a stressful day or if I had like a winning day or just whatever I was like you know what I need to treat myself to get through this absolutely sometimes so like, sometimes if you want to treat yourself and you're thinking of healthy things to treat yourself to sometimes it just isn't isn't as effective. Sometimes you need something greasy and gross and something you're easily going to regret later. Sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> so I, I did that. So I, that was one of my things. And honestly, like I never felt bad until I checked the weight, but you know, it's okay. That was not, that was weeks after I enjoyed it. That's like food is, I love food. Mm -hmm. I'm sometimes picky unbelievably I know right but food was like my go-to like a quick piece of chocolate with like booster or like even just like a diet coke I was like wow this is what's going to get me through so food was low-key self-care I had a oh. snack drawer in my classroom like just my snacks my candy my chocolate things that's like I need backup for when I'm about to mm -hmm. run out the room <laughs> <laughs> another uh thing that I tried implementing was to um kind of cut myself off at night so like there would be evenings that I'd be working till 10 10 30 11 just because I wasn't where I wanted to be going into the next day and so um I would make sure to I would try and cut myself off around like nine and 
I'd either go on social media, but then there was about a bit of time where I was like, social media is just not helping me. It's just stressing me out even more. So I tried to go back to like my passion of reading. So I would try to set time aside to like read. Um, other things were when I'd get home, I wouldn't go back to working. I'm someone who brings work home. So if you're not, I commend you because you shouldn't bring stuff home. It's just stressful. Um, but when I'd come home, I'd set aside an hour or so where I would literally do nothing. And then I would go back to working on what I need to do, whether that was grading or prepping something for the next day. Um, so I encourage you to set aside that time where you can just breathe and the last thing on your mind is school. Whether you're going to use that time to read or to go on social media or to talk with your, you know, your family, I feel like I kind of like locked myself away in a sense because I'd come to my room and I would just start working on stuff. If you can, like if you can be around distractions, be out there with your family. I live with my parents. So like being around my parents after they've gotten home from work and just chatting and while still working on stuff, I found myself a little bit more relaxed because I was around people that like I was comfortable with, if that makes sense. So yeah. For sure. And on the topic of breaking thing, bringing things home, like at the beginning of last year, that's what I always did. I always brought something home. I was always, you know, grading or, you know, printing things out, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And towards the middle of the year, I stopped. And one way to, one way I really kind of forced myself to stop is I, I started taking a smaller bag to school. So at the beginning of the year, I had this big old tote bag, um, which I have the teacher tote bag. If you don't have that, I want it's the most amazing thing in, on planet earth. I love it. Um, and I had it. And if, if any of you have seen the teacher tote, it's humongous. It is the size of my upper body. So I, um, I could fit everything in there. So, and that actually kind of did not help. So I would take a whole bunch of greeting home. I would take a whole bunch of PD books home. You know, I'd plan, I'd do all of these things and it was just exhausting. And like Meredith said, I found myself not spending time with my family. I found myself, you know, kind of locking myself away in a room, in my room and just not interacting with anybody outside of my profession. Mm -hmm. So towards the middle of the year, I started taking a backpack to school that was significantly smaller. And in there I could fit my laptop, my planner, and um, maybe one or two books. That's it. And it helped so much because the most I would end up doing at home is checking checking my email or maybe planning for the next week in my planner. But again, I found myself slowly being like, don't even look at the bag. Don't touch the bag. It's going in the corner of my room and I, it is not to be touched until 8 a.m. the next day or 7, mm-hmm. 7.30 the next day. Like that was my thing. So absolutely don't take, if you could help it, don't take work home. If you feel you're like you can't, you can't, you need an extra push, try taking a smaller bag to school, a smaller bag that will limit how much you take home and then slowly kind of, let it go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not worth it to take, take things home. And if you can give that part up, I highly recommend you do because my, my mental state shifted 
and what became so much better when I was not taking things home and not stressing myself out at home anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you definitely need that, um, that division, that disconnect. There you go. That's where I was looking for. Like school, I know that there's some st- teachers who leave all their stuff at school and they just get there super early the next day and do it. If that's how you function, I commend you. Sometimes, I mean, I get there about an hour about an hour before the kids come, hour and 15 minutes. But even then, that's still my time to kind of process the day, get everything finalized. I still have to take work home for me. That way I feel like I'm not as rushed and I'm not as stressed, even though I still take home work. But anyway, whatever works for you, but make sure you have that disconnect of Absolutely. when you come home, even if it's like that hour that I take for myself when I get home, if that's your disconnect, great. But your disconnect may be that you go, you know what? This stuff is still going to be here tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. Maybe you don't bring home anything over the weekends. Goals. Absolutely. That is goals. I, I applaud you for that. That's awesome. Whatever works for you, whatever your disconnect looks like, and it works effectively for you, and it calms you, then that's a way of self-care because then you're not always mauling over and stressing over what you have to do for work. You're a human. You have a personal life. You have a social life. It may have been a little downsized because of the pandemic right now, but you are human and you are more than a teacher. So remember your passions. I feel like I've lost a few of mine along the way because it's exhausting to pick them back up. But anyway, those were a few of our um, tips, some of the things that we do um, as teachers going into our second year. to keep us, keep our battery recharged. Some might work for you. Some might, like I said, if you have any, share them with us on social media, share it with them through email, um, what have you. So we're just really excited that you could join us. Remember to recharge your battery this weekend. That's our challenge for you until we chat again next Friday. And until then, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Mm -hmm. And we look forward to chatting with you next Friday. Absolutely. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Bye.